All right, another edition of In the Kitchen, but this time it's a bonus, a bonus episode. Bonus. We're here to talk college basketball. It starts Monday. I don't know. I think this comes out on either Friday or Saturday. I haven't decided yet when it's going to come out, but it comes out soon before college basketball. And the season kicks off with just two historic, historic programs playing each other. I can't think of a better way <laughs> to start the season. You know, they used to do the Champions Classic. They're, they've moved it back now because uh, Coach K was complaining about losing the first game of the year. <laughs> year. But now they, they've replaced it now. The season will start off with, I can't think of a better way to do it, than 10 a.m. tip-off between two historic programs of uh, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, versus oh. a school called Spalding <laughs> in a gym, I'm sure, just packed with so many grad assistant coaches and cheerleaders who wish they were in their chemistry class. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. So that's how the season starts. I will say there's about 400 games on Monday, roughly. Oh my gosh. And they chose that one to start. Like, even that's if it's, awesome. ten, even if it's 10 AM, <laughs> give me the Georgia Oregon game at 10 AM. MLB take notes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it's almost a blessing too. Cause uh, it's, we're back into get nothing done at work season. Mm. get nothing done at school season. It's that time of year again. You will look over Nebraska versus Lindenwood. You won't want to watch it. But when you're in the office, and it's either that or spreadsheets, you'll choose Nebraska versus Lindenwood. <laughs> you'll be all in on Lindenwood plus 40. Uh, guys, how excited were we for college basketball? I'm super excited. Zach and I had a call yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, Got I me can't wait. Down. What was your Zach's trying to manage? Zach's trying to manage expectations, okay, uh, like he always does because he roots for Alabama, and so Fair. I'm just super which, excited. Which full disclosure <laughs> for all of our listeners, I am about as big an Auburn basketball fan as it possibly can be. So let's just yeah, realistic. However, yes, we dilute. <laughs> yeah, no, super excited. It's gonna be a fun season. I I love college hoops so much, yeah. especially too. I mean the. Kickoff of college hoops feels I it's I think it's one of the best of college sports. Like we get the mm -hmm. in college football, you get like uh yeah, you get like the first weekend, there's like three good games, like Florida State will play LSU or something, and then like really until like week four, it takes a little bit of diving into, but you get like Champions Classic immediately, you get the Maui, which is gonna be amazing this year. It might be the mm -hmm. best, the most deep Maui field ever. Uh it's gonna be absolutely incredible. And it just it never stops until April. It's it's absolutely incredible. I love college hoops. Uh, so I think the the way to do this is I just pulled up the AP poll, yep. and I'm I think we just work from it from the receiving votes up to the top where it's the meatiest. Because um, there's a lot of interesting stuff. We now have the the secret scrimmages too, which I don't know how much weight we really want to put into those. I might if it helps my argument. I'm going to make it very important the secret scrimmages, but oh, okay. otherwise I'm going to totally ignore them if that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, like the Illinois beating number one Kansas, I'm going to use that as evidence of like Illinois should be in the top five. The Big Ten is back. The Big Ten is yeah. deeper than it's ever been. Uh, I believe Wake Forest beat Alabama. Did I see that? Wake Forest beat Alabama. Yep. Yeah, Wake, Wake Forest For beat Alabama. Wake Forest is also back. ACC. <laughs> there, I should I I should have taken more notes on Wake Forest. I messed up. Uh, <laughs> 
So in the receiving vote, so almost close, you have teams like Wisconsin, Colorado, UCLA is kind of interesting. I know they lost, um, they lost some guys to the NBA, but still UCLA. Like I feel like they still should be pretty good. Um, and then uh, my favorite team right now oh is in the receiving votes with forty-seven votes to get into the top twenty-five. The St. John's Red Storm. <laughs> In the beginning the uh Rick Patino era, they will be back at the garden here soon. I what's the expectation with St. John's? Is it the tournament or nothing? Um I think it's manage expectations. I, I mean, you Rick Patino can coach. There's zero doubt about it. He's a phenomenal coach. Uh he will have that St. John's program humming sooner than later. Yes. Um if St. John's, I'm if St. John's was in any other conference except the Big East, I'd say, yeah, this is a tournament team. Uh the Big East is it's loaded. It's 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 incredible. It's an incredible watch. Um and so you might they mean they you can watch that team in the first couple of weeks, depending on who they play, and be like, man, this is a really good basketball team. And then they play Villanova or they play Marquette or they play Creighton or they play UConn, and you're like, Oh, yeah, they might be a year away. Well, um, if- yeah. If we're doing, uh, if we want to do a little schedule breakdown, so they do have Michigan is their second game of the season. They, they host Michigan at Madison Square Garden, which like I know Michigan isn't, uh, they haven't been as good and as strong lately, but still playing Michigan. Like you're not that's playing. A, that's a fun game. Like there's a big jump between game. Stony Brook, their first game, and Michigan, right? Like that's still a big opponent. Like if you get to see Rick Pitino beating Michigan in his second game, like that's a step up for St. John's. St. John's was horrible last year. Uh, yeah. But there is a chance where they have an undefeated St. John's heading to play, uh, I believe it's Creighton, at like six and zero. Could be very interesting in uh, the first in in the the first weekend of January. It could be interesting. That'll be a fun game. But you also get they got like West Virginia out of conference too. They play UConn early in December. Mm. That's a uh, Christmas Eve Festivus. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. I, I'm not going to uh, compare them to UConn last year, but that's what Dan Hurley was saying. Once UConn got, got out of Big East play and into the tournament, all they got to do is make the tournament, right? I think that's and just the, they can shine, right? I think that's just what you got to do with the whole Big East this year. Like every yeah. team is good. Like I know what's the lowest ranked Big East team is Villanova at 22. But even then, it's like it's still it's still Villanova. Like I know uh, Neptune or whatever, like didn't have a uh, amazing year last year, but he's still like he, he hit the portal pretty hard. Like I think Villanova could still be pretty good. Uh, I was pitching this idea, and I think this is this is how we get rich, guys. This is how Zach retires early. It's NFL red zone, but for the Big East basketball. Nice. It's, it's, it's called Fox Sports One. Yeah. <laughs> they don't flip through them. Yeah, but they they got different games. They don't show all the dunks. They don't show all the highlights. You gotta you gotta do it on yourself. You gotta go through in between the iPad. You gotta flip over. Uh, then you also have uh, in the receiving votes Maryland. Virginia coming off of you, you got to remember they their last game was lost to Furman in mm. that first round. Uh, the last time Virginia got embarrassed in the first round of the tournament, they won the national championship the next year. So does that mean watch out Virginia? Like we'll be in the the top five by the time no. we hit the second week? No, still bad. No, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't have been there anyways. I mean that national championship team had four NBA players. Neither the refs helped to get there too. How many? And they needed to help refs help to get there. How many NBA a, players are on Virginia right now? Zero. Okay. Uh, you also have uh, Mississippi State sneaky getting in there. TCU always strong. Kansas State, uh, 
They don't have the greatest basketball player of all time on their team anymore. Unfortunately, he is graduating mm-hmm. to the NBA. Uh, but there's that. Florida, Indiana, Missouri, and then a big, big team important to the show. The Auburn Tigers Yay. receiving 27 votes. Uh, I think this is a good spot for Auburn. Like, let's not climb too fast. Let's, let's manage it. But, like, this is a safe spot to be in, in November. Yeah. It's not a bad place to be. Tell us sure. about Auburn. Oh, we're going into the Auburn dive. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's All do right. an Auburn dive. Joe, do you want to start? <laughs> How do you want to do this? I don't I don't know. Do we just recap our conversation yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think give me the we, bullet this points, is right. Yeah, this is, I, I this got is some a preview. Thoughts. All right. We're gonna talk a lot of Auburn this year, but um this roster is built for Bruce Pearl offense. Yeah. Um it is long, it's athletic, it's expected to shoot the basketball better expected um it addresses yeah, last the, year's problems too kind of yes the offense was a big issue and and turnover we'll see about the turnovers but that was also really big issues last, last year so this is trying to help that um some of those things that we brought in aiden holloway denver jones shooters zach are you muted still no i'm good okay. you're i mean we <laughs> it's it is a roster, like, if you look at the successful teams Bruce Pearl had at Tennessee, the successful teams that he's had at Auburn, it it fits the bulk of it. Um, Aiden Holloway's a, like, he is a larger guard, about 6'3", long. Um, so you're moving on from Zepp, Jasper, and, and Wendell Green, the smaller guards. Um, this has a team, like this, looking on paper, this has potential to be a team that can give a lot of teams trouble, which is how quick they're going to play, how many shots they're going to get up. Um, apparently they beat Furman in a secret scrimmage 110-77, and then they got everybody's hopes up and came out and shot one for 17 from three against Besides Auburn Jones. University of Montgomery. Besides Denver Jones went four for eight. And hey, that get, kinda, get the misses out now. All good. Yeah, that's what it, I said. It, you I went, hope so. Well, then this is good too. Secret scrimmage play well, where the footage that Baylor is going to use to scout you here for next week all misses, all bad stuff. How many points? We still put up a hundred points though, didn't we, Zach? Or am I? You should. I mean, AUM's like um, we missed sixteen three pointers and still put up a hundred points. But you're playing an average D two team. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. But like, okay, okay. You still put up 100 points. And, and kind of like what we talked about in our conversation, and literally I had a, a good buddy of mine call me right after, and we had the word for word. The, the, the issue with the the last two years of Auburn basketball is we've become a very scoutable basketball team where it's you miss a bunch of shots and like opposing teams can just lock in on your weaknesses. And that's what happened. Even with the Jabari Smith, Walker Kelsey team, like there were lots of holes that got exposed. And when you get deeper into the tournament, deeper into the year – you have the issues. I mean, Miami, that Miami game we lost in the second round, like it just was an absolute clinic. Yeah, we had no chance. Like two minutes in this bat that basketball game, I'm like not a shot in hell we're gonna win. So it, it just brings up bad memories of the past two years when you see a team going one for 17 out of the gate. Now yeah. we do get a good start with Baylor. I love that start. I don't care mm-hmm. like I want to win. It would be awesome to win, but I just want to see us play well, hit some basketball shots. Uh, we might be out of with Aiden Holloway. I think that's he's still questionable. Um, 
but at least we get a good start out of the gate to be like how like how is this team going to look in the Pentagon too. My yeah, my favorite college, my favorite <laughs> venue in college hoops is the Pentagon. Uh, I uh, just to backtrack a little bit too about our team for this season. Uh, underrated. Well, I don't, I don't think the jungle is an underrated home field advantage, but the past years, Neville Arena has been a pretty tough place to play, mm-hmm. especially for these uh, good SEC teams coming in. Uh, we have just added alcohol sales. Um, so oh, take that into account really? for what you want. very interesting. It's going to be even rowdier in the jungle this okay. year. Okay. Now, uh, are you going no to? There was no alcohol sales before, and now we're we're going to see how it goes. Now, how much are you going to drink? Jinx the home environment this year because you jinxed it pretty badly last year. What do you mean? Well, like you were like there was all this talk. Oh, look at it. largest win streak is. Uh, Auburn at home, like, wow, look at how great this is. And I think they lost the next game immediately at home. <laughs> well, there's no win streak to jinx, so okay, I can't jinx go. it. Okay. Yeah. Alcohol is bad. Uh, it could be helpful. You guys do have a very interesting out-of-conference schedule this year. You got mm-hmm. like Baylor, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and then also revenge USC. game. You got Indiana, um, USC. And then, like, uh, I do want to say, did you guys not have? Am I looking at this wrong? I thought Penn was on there too. Um, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Uh, but inter- it's very interesting stuff. The, the Auburn's going to be an interesting team this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, getting into the actual top 25 now, uh, you have Illinois at 25 who beat Kansas in their uh, <laughs> not so secret secret scrimmage that was on the Big Ten network. Uh, I think. That I don't know how much merit I really put into that. Like I still think Kansas is probably the better team, and like Illinois is just until I see them not be Illinois. Like when they like it's like preseason hype. Like they'll get up there and then just totally melt down eventually and like succumb to being Illinois. I don't know how much I'm gonna buy in with them yet. Yeah. Like I feel like the 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 Underwood ceiling is only so high. I feel like Illinois is the. And Underwood, it's it's typical what the, I think the Big Ten has been in the past couple of years. Amazing, it's like show stopping. Amazing, <laughs> show stopping gets to the first round of the tournament and just you know Physical. craps the bed. Yes, discipline. Um, you're right. I, I mean, I think my goal this year is to not fall into the Big Ten trap. Like I think last year, I probably watched what felt like every single night watching a Big Ten game, and seeing this out of the gate with Illinois. Now, I, I kind of got questions about Kansas, and I'm not sure if they're valid or not. And man, I think it's more maybe personal. Um, I'm not the biggest Hunter Dickinson fan. Um, so I'm interested to see how that fit goes and and yeah. and like where that kind of leads Kansas because Bill Self yeah. can coach. There's going to be tons of talent. Um, I'm sure it's going to fit, but ever since he wore the ski mask to the Wisconsin game, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> what are we Downhill like, from what there, huh? It, it, it really, really has. Like – just go play basketball. And I always felt like that's something he couldn't do um, like outside the distractions, which, hey, he's got his own pod. He's setting himself up for success outside of basketball, but you're still playing. Is that still going on? I don't he's know. Still, is he sure still doing he the pod with Jordan? Uh, no, Illinois would be an interesting team. And then uh, Alabama, uh, St. Mary's are 24-23. Uh, two teams where it's like, I just don't know anymore with these guys. Like it was St. Mary's like lightning in a bottle with uh, their success last year uh, where they kind of like, uh, it felt like finally caught up to Gonzaga. It was uh, actually uh, giving them a, like they had been close, but we're actually beating them now. Uh, and then Alabama, uh, obviously like they're a well-coached team, 
but is it like are they is it that big of a drop off like they dropped 23 spots we lost the number two pick in the draft. You um, lost hurts. a couple transfers. Um, mm-hmm. So you're kind of rebuilding that team. Okay. Nothing more? Nothing more. I mean, I can tell you who came in and out. Um, you know, I do think they get the benefit of the doubt because NATOs can coach and they've had a pretty good run the past couple of years. And I know they had – they got like a five-star that came in. So they're just kind of going to get that benefit of the doubt, but it does kind of look funny on their minus 23. It is pretty uh, crazy. On, the, on, yeah, the, great. on that top 25. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, 22 is Villanova, who I'm kind of sneaky high on right now. Yeah. With uh, I I know like uh, like we, we talked about Neptune a little bit. Like not the best start to his career, I will say. But I think like they attacked the portal pretty hard, uh, getting some new guys in, and just I you saw him at the end of the season, kind of like start to figure things out a little bit. They looked start to look more like a uh like a cohesive basketball team. Uh, it obviously didn't last very long. I just also don't think they were very talented last year either. But I think there's going to be improvements this year. Like, I don't think they're going to win the Big East. Um, I don't know if they're going to be a, like, Elite Eight, Sweet 16 team. But I think they're going to be much improved. Like, I think they'll be in the tournament, actually, this year, at least. Yeah, I think that's a program that kind of, it's it's built for success. And it's it's always going to be built for, I mean, I always, you know, tell people in basketball, you just need two or three good guys to get you there. And that's something that Villanova's, like locked in on the past 30 years. I mean, they live in a basket. I mean, it's it's in a basketball mecca of Philadelphia. Like they can get the guys. Yeah. Um, I think there's one like Jay Wright kind of left. And maybe I'm not saying the cover was bare, but it wasn't as, you know, deep as it had been the past, you know, three, four, five years for him. So there might have been a little bit of drop off. And you saw that. And I don't think we're going to be surprised at all to see this program like back and, you know, in that sweet 16 Elite Eight, Final Four, like they have been the past. 10, 15 years because, yeah. you know, Neptune's a Jay Wright guy. He knows the whole system. He knows how he it works. All you need to do is get a couple of good guys that fit that system. And and that system gives so many college kids so many problems when oh, you're yeah. playing. No, and it, it's a it, – it, it'll be nice to have them back too. I always loved watching like Villanova just completely um, take teams out of their environment. Like you'd get like North Carolina would roll in there for, like expecting to put up 80 and then all of a sudden in the second half they've had like eight possessions and it's a, like 35 <laughs> – 40 game and it's like oh we don't know what to do anymore but that's just how Villanova wins uh 21 is USC how much of this is just Bronny James I was about to say that <laughs> and and is I, Bronny James even like good enough to get a team solely in the top 25 he's not but uh and I should I literally was just thinking about this right now um the they have the number one player number one recruit in the nation on their team, and oh. he is projected to be extremely, really, really, really good. Okay. Um, let me pull up his name, and I apologize. It's great radio, In- infamous. Is it LeBron James Jr.? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, LeBron James Jr. So. Um, <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah Collier, uh, okay. out of Atlanta. Um, he's supposed to be really good. So they got yeah. a lot of kids coming back. They got Kobe Johnson, but I mean, pretty much most of the team. Boogie Ellis is supposed to be really good. They have um, Kobe and LeBron on their team. They have Kobe and LeBron. Wow, that's, that. that's going to be unstoppable. Uh, <laughs> it's the dream. It's the dream duo we've always waited for. You, I mean, I, I think Bronny gets a lot of attention. I'm one of the nature to think he's just going to be an average college basketball player. Uh, how much of it is we're expecting LeBron James? All of it, a hundred percent. And it's like it. he could be even a. I mean, shoot, he could be a top five player in the in the country this year, but it's still not LeBron James. 
It's yeah. it, that's all of what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, like Bronny James is, and I got it pulled up. He's he's six three, maybe he's six four two ten. Um, that I mean, that's a big boy in real life, but like he, that's an average size that's, guard. It's Dwayne Wade though. College basketball. It's the one, but he's not Dwayne Wade. He's yet. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, no, I see the mock drafts where it's like he could go anywhere between like like ten and twenty five, and I'm sitting there like that's I just what like I'm I'm just seeing what film or what high school games are they watching that uh, I'm interested to see. I mean, he might come out and have thirty and you know on on Monday night, uh, but I just yeah. don't see that happen. They're they're ranked that way because they have a lot of returning guys and they have the number one recruit coming in, Isaiah Coyer, and he's supposed to be really really good. Yeah. Uh- no, USC and just the whole Pac-12 would just be interesting this year because it it is again it's the last two raw last dance of the Pac-12, which I feel like it's hitting football h- harder, but it's still hitting pa- uh, uh, basketball too. They got to figure out what are we going to do with Bill Walton? Is he gonna is he still going to be on contract ooh, ooh, with Fox? Pac-12 ooh. network doesn't exist. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do there, but USC will be one to watch for. I feel like the Pac-12 too is just full of like good teams, just not great teams. Is that fair to say? I mean, obviously, like 100%. we're going to talk Arizona a little bit when they get up closer in the poll, and I think it's they're easily, at least right now, the best team in the Pac-12. Uh, like obviously, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty when we get to February. I feel like it's always it's very rare that the preseason number one team in a conference finishes number one, mm-hmm. uh, just from all the chaos that usually ensues. But uh, it feels like it's Arizona a little bit and everyone else. I think USC is in that category. Um, and I think you're going to get a pretty good idea on Monday night. Like, I want to see if this kid comes out of the gate just flying. Um, I think that could change it up. There, I mean, Andy Enfield can still coach, but I think you're right. It's it's US, It's Arizona, USC, and I think there's a pretty decent gap. Like, what UCLA um, is probably three, but. But they lost a lot of people. Colorado's supposed to be pretty good. They had a really good recruiting mm-hmm. class. Some transfers come yeah. in. I like, feel like they've said that like team. six times, though, in the past 10 years. And it's like, when is it going to actually work out? Like, is it like a Dion recruiting <laughs> class where it's like, oh, shoot, we can actually flip things around pretty quickly? Or No, I mean, they got a top 10 kid out of Arizona, out of Phoenix area. And a lot of it, too, because sometimes I think like, and this is just my perception. I think this happens a lot in, in college basketball. It's like, I think a lot of people like that Boyle as the coach, like personal. And they're like, Fair. oh, this team should be pretty good. Let's just yeah. put them in there. And you're right. I mean, they did have a good run with, uh, what, a couple years ago. Um, and they're supposed to have talent this year. But I, I kind of agree with you, Grant. There's like, maybe they they like the program or like the coaching staff. And that gives them an extra, you know, vote instead of giving one to Rick Pitino, who lets you know people like or don't like. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. It's just a weird uh cars is just a weird basketball team because I feel like they're never they're sometimes they're horrible. But then they oh, also like they beat yeah. they beat Tennessee to start off last year and then like I think they lose to Cal the next game, who had like two wins on the whole, oh, like the whole season. Like smoked. Yeah. yeah. Um so they've always just been weird. Great uniforms though in Colorado. We don't talk about how good uh the Colorado basketball uniforms sneaky are. Twenty mm. is their look just in general. So you, you yeah. just like it all. Yeah, just yeah, good color scheme. Okay. Uh 20 is Baylor, Scott Drew. Uh, he is a – Baylor, to me, is like Villanova adjacent. Hmm. Does that make sense? Where it's just like a team yes. that – like I I feel like they just take everyone – they kind of play different ball somehow than everyone's used to. Like I don't know how everyone like scouts Baylor all year. They play them every single year. But still, they still feel so out of, out of – like out of funk when they play Baylor. It's kind of weird. I don't know what Scott Drew specifically does, but uh, – Baylor's a team I just always 
tend to like it. Doesn't matter if they're twenty or number two or uh, didn't receive a vote. Just because like they, I feel like they make every game so strange. You know, going into games against certain coaches, what you're going to get and how they're going to play, and you hate it. Like <laughs> as as opposing like a scout report, like and like you said, they they might you could face a coach or a team and you know they don't have a lot of talent. You know that like could be a down year, but like the sets they run or how physical they play or, or they're, they're going to give it to you for 40 minutes. And that wears on you, especially as an 18, 19, 20 year old kid. Yeah. Like a coach can tell you, Hey, this is what they're going to do. This is what they're going to do until you get out there and do it. Like when Baylor ran through that national championship and it, it was just like smoked teams, you can't prepare for that in a film room. You can watch it. You can break it down. And that's what kind of Scott Drew does. I think that point is great. Grant is, I don't know what kind of talent they're going to have this year. They're going to have, they're going to be good at the guard play. They're going to run great sets, but you know, they're going to play their ass off for 40 minutes. Yeah. And if you, you know, that's why you see teams lose in conference because you can scout them. You know, what's going on. You can like your players know over and over that like UConn is going to wear you down. Villanova is going to wear you down. You know, you know what you're getting out of Baylor and then you get outside of it, or it's just like a Tuesday night game followed by Thursday, followed by Saturday with Baylor as that Thursday game. You don't have time to prepare. And that's where teams just stack up wins. And that's where Baylor's just done such a great job of that in the past five years. Yeah. Um, then you got also to, uh, you got North Carolina at 19, Texas at 18. These are two teams where I feel like one of them, I think, is going to shoot way up in the pole, and then one of them is going to drop way down. I don't know yeah. if, um, North Carolina, I feel like their team is just not that different from last year. Uh, and then yeah. they also don't have Caleb Love. So it's like, I don't I don't really know if uh, what their season is going to look like. I think they're number two right now in terms of like polling for the ACC. So like they're still highly thought of. And like maybe there's something I'm missing. But like I wouldn't be surprised if uh, like the highest they got was maybe like they win a couple games, gets like 15, and then we don't see them in the poll much later. Or, you know, they're North Carolina. Maybe they just uh, end up being in the top four and go to the final four and end another coach's career. <laughs> but you you still got to uh, North Carolina is the, the tricky one with this because even in that year where they went to the national championship game, they were still at eight. Was it eight or nine seed? Like that wasn't a great year for yeah. Them. No, the game yeah. was weird. They got blown out uh, a bunch heading in because I remember like they played Michigan really highly in a highly ranked game, and both of them just stunk the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, North Carolina be where, and then Texas is where because I could really see either way. Like, I don't know how much of last year. I mean, I think they weigh with the whole Chris Beard thing. I think they ended up way out kicking their coverage with how much mm-hmm. uh, kind of weird, like turmoil and uh, distractions were going on in there. Um, they ended up being a really good team. But then this year, I don't know if uh, now that it's like uh, all everything's now set and like, hopefully there's not a bunch of distractions. Will it be like, um, are they going to end up being in the top five again all season? Or is it going to go the other way? I'm not sure. I, I think Texas is going to be an interesting one because I want to see how good of a coach Friday Terry is. And yeah. I think he can coach. And I say that because – It's also recruiting no matter, too, though. It's recruiting mm-hmm. too. And, and you know, no matter what – who Chris Beard is off the court, you know, we're not like – he can coach his tail off. And he also surrounds his, – his staff has always been able to coach their tail off. Um, so I'm interested to see what Rodney Terry – because I, I think he can coach. And I think if we're comparing you know, just because they're right next to each other at the poll, the team that's going to shoot up or the team I think is going to be consistent all year is going to be Texas. Um, yeah. 
And I'm just going off of what I saw last year, but it was like, get rid of those distractions. Yes, you had talent, but you brought in a, you know, you, you fired your coach early in the year and you had an assistant come in and it was, they didn't miss a beat. I mean, this was a really good basketball team last year. Yeah. Uh, moving up to you have San Diego state uh, final four last year. Obviously I, this could go either way. I, I have no clue what to expect from San Diego state. Like you have to keep them in the poll, obviously from the, the final four run. Right. Yeah. But, but then I have no clue what they're going to end up being this year. Cause I, I remember any guys, I have no clue. I have no idea. It's the kind of insight you get at this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be good. Cause they've been good for the past 15 years. They but, might not make the final four again, but like they're gonna be a good basketball program. You remember win like a lot of games. Like four years ago when they were like uh, they, they had a highly ranked team too, and then the next year they just totally fell off though. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the outlier. That like that's that's one year out of like fifteen. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't really know what to expect from them. I was hoping Joey was like actually I dove in the San Diego State. <laughs> I watched I watched a lot of practice film, watched a lot of game film on these guys from high school. I wasn't sure. Yep. Um but Kentucky is at 16. I think is are we in a is it weird to say that we're in a prove it year with Kentucky? Is that no. is that is that weird to say? Uh I could see that like when it's Cal and Kentucky, I could always see it being a final four team. Right. Uh they have they, it looks like they've actually returned some guys to get some kind of um get get a lot more experience. But still like if it's more experience and the team was pretty average last year, is that a good thing? Or I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know with this team. You never. I mean, they could. You know, they get everybody in. I feel like the recruiting has like dropped off just a smidge. But you're still getting a lot of guys in there. But it's like how they. It's like they haven't fit for the past what three or four years. Yeah. Um. So you, if there's any team you kind of feel like you go in blind, especially in the SEC, it's this one because. I don't know what you're going to get. You know they're going to be well coached, but it's kind of like to the like the puzzle always seems to be a little off at times. Yeah, I do feel like so they got um Kansas early obviously with the Champions Classic and then they got Miami too, which will be an interesting game. I think they're going to lose one of those and win the other one. And it's going to be like, okay, um Kentucky's it's either going to be like, wow, Kentucky's back and then they lose and it's like Kentucky stinks again. Or it's going to be like Kentucky loses, and then the, the opposite thing. It's like Kentucky stinks or so bad that they win. It's like, oh, were we were we wrong? Uh, I do think, though, they're going to do something super embarrassing early on. Like by New Year's Day, they're going to do something stupid against it's either like Florida, Missouri. Um, they got A&M early, too. Uh, they're out of conferences and as uh, as crazy. They do have uh, – uh, it looks like they have a game against Penn and uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Louisville was horrible last year. They play at Louisville early on in the season. Uh oh! <laughs> if they lose, to, I could see them losing to Louisville, and then that be being good. a great team the rest of the year. And it's like, why did they lose to a team with five wins? Yeah, could see that happening. I'm not sure. Uh, God, they are so bad. Louisville lost to a Division three team in their secrets. I saw that. Not good. Personal victory lap though for those guys was pretty crazy to see. Uh, yep. Texas A&M at 15 feels crazy. I don't know how this happened. Like I know they were good last year, but 15. <laughs> In 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 basketball, fifteen. Like the, the leader is going to be there? SEC. Yeah, got the preseason SEC player of the year. That was bad, um, by the way. That, those yell leaders and the Ole Miss stuff. Oh, did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah the. Uh, <laughs> did you guys hear about the power outage down in Oxford? Those poor students were stuck on the escalator for four hours. Unbelievable. Got them. <laughs> Boom. 
Oh, that's boy. A, um, I stole, they stole that from my stand-up comedy routine, unfortunately. <laughs> not ideal. Uh, Texas A&M, though, they have the preseason SEC player of the year. Zach, go ahead. Buzz, it goes into Scott Drew. Buzz Williams is kind of that guy. You, you're you going to have guys play their tails off for 40 minutes. They're going to cause you chaos. And they might just have talent this year. Um, I think that's they, – they've kind of – you know, they won the NIT, what was that, two years ago. Should have been the NSA tournament. Um, you, you, you're going to have – it's going to be a difficult game against Texas. I mean, all, they give Auburn hell. Like, it, right. it, they give Auburn hell every year. And, uh, Wade Taylor – Wade Taylor the fourth SEC mm. preseason player of the year. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that, this could be a sneaky, really, really good basketball team. Yeah. Uh, Buzz Williams, too. That's just a name I like for a basketball that's coach. It. That is a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I hear Buzz Williams is my coach, that's all the information I have. I'm all in on Buzz Williams. <laughs> uh, that guy sounds awesome. He sounds like the head coach of a Disney movie basketball team. That le- leads a ragtag team of misfits to the uh, the state championship. <laughs> They're like uh, he had to teach them how to like dribble basketballs. He was doing John Wynn stuff, teaching them how to tie their shoes, and they come together at the end of the season while also doing like a musical or something. But who knows? Well, how that's like have you seen the old video when he was at Virginia Tech about how like players should stand during the national anthem? Have you seen that one? No. Like he yeah. is that for oh yeah, go go like type uh-huh. in, like Buzz Williams national anthem, and it, it like is it, exactly what does you just he said. do the the Hoosier thing? He's like measuring the dimensions of the of the court, measuring the dimensions of the backboard and the hoop. <laughs> Essentially, like he's telling, them, like your shoulders need to be like this, and like, like it's a whole like down to a T of it. Yeah, he's doing like Coach Carter stuff. He's yes, oh, hundred percent. Fair enough. Uh, fourteen is a, a team I always like, no matter what. The Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, I know they're not going to be. They're like Kentucky. Where, like I know they're going to do stupid stuff, but starting like set a reminder for me, like February first. Start betting Arkansas every single game. <laughs> <laughs> like they are going to figure it out. The must bus, he doesn't like as soon as that uh it rolls into like after Valentine's Day, he's ready to roll. And Another like, that, weird that video. team's working. What Did it was you the, see that one the, the track stuff? Yeah, walking around in the track. That's that's his MO, dude. That's that's that him. Is. It's more of a, he's just so little in a sport that's dominated <laughs> by big people. <laughs> and he's a great coach, too. Like he does a good job. But I think that's much more the contract where it's like, what's going on here? Those uh, yes. old must bus. Uh, Arkansas, though, like, are they going to win the SEC? Probably not. Uh, but when SEC plays over, they're my favorite SEC team. You know they're going to the second weekend. I, they're just, they just do it every time. Always do. Sharpie it up. You know what's happening. It's like him and – I I mean, it might be a stretch where it's like uh, it's going to be different this year and it's been different in the past week. Uh, it's, February, it's January, February, Izzo, April – like they they feel like Michigan State ass where it's like they figure out a way to get the second weekend might lose after that might and probably will lose. Yep. But like that first two rounds like Michigan State, and Arkansas yeah. they got it they got mm-hmm. it dialed up. Uh, Miami also from the Final Four. I just got to be stop being stupid with Miami. Why do I always think they're going to be bad and they're always good? <laughs> it's like if they can they can they could go whatever it is like uh I don't I I don't remember how many games in the regular season like twenty uh, thirty you know doesn't matter. And I'm still going to be like, I don't know. They they got fairly Dickinson in the first round. They they, they like to spin the ball. <laughs> they like to move the rock around. Uh, it might just be a reminder for self: don't pick games that Miami's in. Fair enough. Or just pick Miami. Or yeah. just yeah. Or pick Miami. Miami's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
they'll be interested. They're highly touted in the ACC too this year. I mean, it's it feels like it's kind of like Duke is obvious heavy heavy favorite right now, but the ACC it feels like the depth in it is not the same. Or it's like I could see Miami winning a ton of games anyway this year, um, along with uh, like you know you got like North Carolina. Clemson is sneaky, supposed to be pretty good too, in the in the ACC this year. Like outside of Duke, when you talk about these teams like Miami, North Carolina, I'll even throw Clemson back in there again. I'm just like I don't even know. Like they could all just beat each other up. It could be like the ACC in football right now, where it's like Florida State, and then like there's eight teams that might play them in the conference championship. I could see that happening. No thoughts on Miami. You know, I mean, it's, can we just talk about yeah. Arkansas? Miami is the same thing. They're gonna yeah. like it's kind second of like weekend. In. He's going and and they're gonna give. I think the, the the part about Miami that's both fascinating the past like three years is you like they did it to Auburn two years ago. You you know when you're playing them in the tournament, you're like, oh, we should win this game. Like I don't know why this line's so close, and then it's literally three minutes into the game, and you're like. Oh boy, they know everything. Yeah, they, they, it's like, they have Connor Stallions on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this <laughs> is a coach. Connor Stallions, like, he just runs a game. He's a tactician late in the year. And it's God, it's just, you know, you know, you're going to lose. And I, I feel like they've done that for like seven teams the past two years in the tournament. Yeah. Um, I feel like at this point in the poll, when you get to 12 and up, it's like just the, this is where like you get into the juice of the storylines, the drama. All that stuff. You, you got Arizona at 12. Pac-12 favorite for sure. They get Caleb Love. Uh, they also, they're coming off of the devastation to Princeton from last season. Is it, do you almost feel good as an Arizona fan? It's like we've seen our lowest moment is losing to Princeton. And now we have like a better team probably. And we might be, might, might climb up better. Like we might see the second weekend. We might get to the final four finally. Yeah, prove it. Yeah. <laughs> you got like you got to win those games as simple as that yeah. and they haven't for the past what feels like 10 years yeah that's fair i don't know joey are you an arizona guy you hot you riding high on the the wildcats i don't know too much about him i i thought what? caleb love was uh what what i i don't even remember he was going to arizona i thought he was going to michigan Did he you didn't michigan? get in though right I thought that's where he was going. He did get in. There was something. Something happened there. Yeah. Oh, you weird. scared me. I was like, "Is he at Michigan now?" No, he's not. I okay. think he's at Arizona. But okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, I yeah, he's at Arizona. Like eight times. You guys just never corrected me <laughs> that he was in Michigan. No, uh, he's at Arizona. Okay. Eleven is Gonzaga. Who? I mean, I obviously eleven is a good spot to be. But is this like the the weakest in terms of hype Gonzaga we've seen in like fifteen mm-hmm. years? Yeah, I, don't, I can't tell you who's on this thing. Yeah, yeah, like I don't even over. know. I don't even know what to expect with this team. I mean, like, is the the biggest storyline going to be like a fifth DUI for their head coach again this year, or <laughs> uh, what? What are we expecting? You know they're going to be there. You know they're going to be there. But I think St. Mary's is going to be there too. But that's but that the, but St. Mary's has proven they're a pretty good basketball team. Like you're going to get two teams out of that West Coast Conference. I I'm sneaky hoping this is like Santa Clara's year as well. I don't know anything about them. Ooh, I just want to see Santa Clara. Just I I just want to see okay. Santa Clara All back right. in the mix. Nice. They play in like a legit high school gym over there. <laughs> it is a there is nothing behind them. There is a big wall behind that back that backboard. There's a couple gyms in that in that league that are like that. I think Pepperdine's got the two walls on the sideline. Oh, Pepperdine's uh, funky. Yeah. It's it was always fun too because like Gonzaga's gonna make it be on national TV. Uh-huh. It's like it's like uh when Boise State was in like the top ten, they'd go to like the Kibbe Dome in, in Idaho 
<laughs> to, play, <laughs> to play the Vandals is always funky. Um, I was sad that I was like flipping through the channels. This was two weeks ago, and it was like Montana playing at Idaho, and they're kicking the field goals off the wall <laughs> at that place. Yeah, so it's just a great spot. Uh, number ten is FAU. Who uh, who did they just scrimmage and they lost to? Was that it was pretty embarrassing. Ooh. They uh they did a did secret scrimmage and lost. Was, Do you guys remember who they lost to? Should have wrote this down. Uh, that's okay. They lost to someone uh, big. Is FAU like flash in the pan? They returned pretty much all of their team. They're bringing back all their guys. Right They've back. proven that they can be very good, but they also they had a couple spots along the way last year where they easily could have lost. Like that game against Memphis uh, was yeah. crazy, if I'm remembering correctly. And that's what's so great about college basketball is like one or two plays completely shift your season, like how you remember yeah. them. Like, like if FAU loses in the second round, like they're not in this poll. But they were in the final four, right? So FAU, I want them to be good. Also, just because like saying like the fighting owls are out there at the Florida Atlantic Owls in top 10. Uh, but I really I don't know how what to expect with them. Like I could see them their schedule is not going to be overly difficult. So like I could see them getting into March with like three losses again. But I don't know. I I still won't know how good they really are. Do they get the benefit of like let's just say they're losing a conference tournament? Do they get the benefit of the doubt? It's if there's let's just say they're like twenty five, like twenty six and four, twenty six and five, or something like that. Yeah. Do, do that? Do they get a bit like that's their that's the issue with you know a, a team like this is yeah they they you know it's it's tough for a team like this to go do it back to back. I mean you saw it with Butler, but Butler had two really NBA. Yeah, Butler had two NBA guys on that team, and that was a yeah. really good roster. Uh, or they, yeah, they got everybody back, but like they can't, they can't really afford losses. And no. I think that's the difficult part of being a team like that. Is yeah, they're still going to be good. They're still well coached. They still check a bunch of the boxes. But they went what thirty and three leading into the tournament. Like, can they go twenty five and six and still get in? Yeah. Uh no, I don't think if I think it's like five is the max. Yeah. I think if and they that's if hard, they, man. That's hard in basketball. No, you play so many games, it's impossible. Yeah. Uh no, I'm trying to find who they lost to in the scrimmage. Dang it, I should have prepared more for I this, mean, that but. was that was one of the things me and Joey were talking about, you know, yesterday in our call. Is like, you know, it seems like Auburn, like everybody in this top 25 can afford losses, except for an FAU team who is gonna be really, really good, but like there's no wiggle room for them. And that's Extremely difficult at basketball. Was it UNC? Was it? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a scrimmage against UNC. Yeah, yeah. UNC closed scrimmage at uh, at FAU, and it it reportedly went very well. Says Tar Heel Tribune. Mm -hmm. Secret scrimmage. Uh, That's what it was. Then you have Tennessee, who's always just playing good ball. It seems like lately, the past three years, Uh, they had a secret scrimmage against Michigan State, who is also really good. So I can't really falter them, but they had moments where they looked amazing in there. Um, so I'm I like Tennessee, but I don't like I, I need to see Tennessee be in the final four before I, I pick them in the final four. If that makes sense. Yeah, that like, makes sense. I always see them as like good and like regular season, they're always gonna be up there. Tournament, they're probably gonna be in the sweet 16. I get it. But like past that, I I I manage I'm managing my expectations. Just feels like I a scary team one. to rely on. Like they're kind of inconsistent, right? Not uh, like once March starts, yeah. But yeah, before then, like I think they're probably going to be a very good team all year. Mm-hmm. 
At least I, I think so. I don't know. A little rocky top. Don't mind that. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, they're going to be, like you said, they're going to get that far. They're not going to fall off and be not miss the tournament. Like, that's just yeah. not who they are at this point. Uh, Creighton is the uh, kind of spunky pick. It's like everyone's like favorite pick for the Big East. It's like, oh, yeah, I know Marquette and like UConn are the heavy fits. But like, have you seen Creighton? You've seen uh, Cockbrenner? How tall he is? He's like 7'6". Uh, he's a new Wembenyama. Uh, he, if you hear too, what's his name? Uh, John Fanta. He's all over Creighton. Like it, it, every single tweet is about Creighton this year, yeah. Uh, which makes me love him too, frankly. Uh, anything he says, I believe it, and I like uh, uh, awesome. to see him passionate about Creighton makes me want to be passionate about Creighton. I picked <laughs> them to be in the Final Four last year; they did not go to the Final Four, but I think I was a year early. I was Ooh. just ahead of the curve because I think the Creighton Blue Jays might be onto something this year. Uh oh, and they might have something brewing down there in Omaha. Are you gonna do it? Do what? You're gonna put them in your Final Four? I might. I might put them in my final four. What do you guys think about Creighton? They're really good. They're really well coached. They give teams hell. They're they were one bad call away from being the final four, potentially like having an all big East national championship game last year. They should have. Uh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, they have tons of talent. They got the anchor at the center. They're gonna shoot the basketball a lot. And it's kind of one of those things you know eventually, but the way this team is built, those shots are going to go in, and that's that's just it can, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I I just these top Big East teams between Marquette, UConn, Creighton, and even I like throw in there too, like uh, Villanova. I I just can't get enough at the top of the Big East. It's going to be so yeah. cool. Uh, Houston inaugural year in the Big Twelve. Ooh. I know, like in the in college football, the teams that have switched over really struggled. I don't think that'll happen here in basketball, or at least for Houston. Like, I think Houston's still going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're not. I don't think they have enough talent to be the number nine team. They're a tournament team. They're going to give you hell just because of the way they play defense and how they're coached. But they lost a lot of talent off that team last or that team last year, and then the Final Four team. Yeah. Um, Do you think they're too high right now? Yeah, I mean, Marcus Sasser had nineteen points in the NBA. Uh, either last night or the night before. Like, Dang. you're not replacing a lot of that talent. You're still going to have talent because that system built, like, that's grown men that play in that system. Yeah. Um, but the past three years, you had not only where you had really good defense, you had dudes that could put the ball in the basket. Um, and so, yeah, they're not the number nine team. They're going to be, like, I think the transition to the Big 12 will be okay. Uh, but you're going to see more losses than you have in the past three years with this team. Uh, and then you have UConn and Marquette, the two Big East favorite teams. Uh, Marquette, two Big East champion, turn, Big East regular season and tournament champion last year, early exit. UConn, national champion. I think both these teams are going to be in the top 10 pretty much all season. Or yeah. in the top 12 at least. Yeah. Like, they're going to lose just because it's the Big East. But I think they're going to be two of the best teams in the country all season. No to make it through. Yeah. What are the what are the, what's the repeat potential with UConn? Because it's really really difficult to do. I think they got a pretty different squad too. They're a little younger, aren't they? I believe so. But you still got Hurley. You still got you're still UConn. I, I think it's still gonna be tough. That team was low. Like when you step back and look at it, that team was loaded last year. They were loaded. Uh, Marquette though, is this are they are they gonna be able to make it to the second weekend this time? Are they gonna figure it out? Hope so. I hope so for our entertainment purposes, but <laughs> wait, we're in that wait and see pattern. Uh, Michigan State, Purdue are four and three, and 
in terms of the Big Ten, it's kind of these two and everyone else. It feels like a little bit. Michigan State's going to be really, really good. They got uh, a bunch of dudes. And this is kind of too, like, I feel like with Izzo, like, I mean, I we, we made the joke earlier about, like, January, February, Izzo, April. If he, He's got to get this team into, like, at least the Elite Eight. Or the Final Four, even. Like, this team's really talented. I feel like he hasn't had the crazy talented team in a little bit now, but he still, like, made it a lot with it. It's a big year for Izzo to shut the haters up if he mm-hmm. can actually get it done here. Uh, but, yeah, MSU, just they have a ton of depth. They have a, um, uh, they have a lot of experience, uh, especially at the guard position, too. So it, it'll be very interesting to see what they do. Purdue has Edie back for his eighth year of college basketball, and then he's also... <laughs> Um, I'm sure they're just going to have 12 seven footers out there and they just do the same thing over and over again. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Purdue off of the, it'll be interesting to see their season off of that loss to fairly Dickinson. I mean, like the, it's the biggest upset ever. I guess like St. Peter's was up there, but like FDU is crazy. That is yeah. a crazy, crazy loss too. There's a debate over which one's bigger. I feel like it might be FDU. I think it's uh, FDU. Yeah. Just because of how good Purdue was last year, too. But I, one of those teams is going to win the Big Ten. I'm not sure who it is. I kind of like Michigan State, I think, a little bit more. But if, if Purdue rattled off uh, and took took the nets down in Indianapolis, I wouldn't be surprised. That That's not the part that we were concerned about. But what does the Big Ten do to break this tournament? To break Chaos. it? Well, like they're, they're like – they have like one to team, get a team had, in the elite eight. Yes. How do we? How we get? How we get? It's got to be one uh, of these two. It's going to be one of them. It's not so like can that happen? Iowa. <laughs> I, I would love it for that to happen. I don't really know what Iowa is this year, but uh, I I think they can do it. I think both of these teams because now like Purdue, they return a lot of guys. They have the experience of the tournament. At least now they know a little bit more about it. Not much, but it almost feels like it's the <laughs> same team, and I like it's. Like they're gonna win a ton of basketball games. Oh, but you, but you like them. you like bringing back guys on other teams, but you don't like it with Purdue. We, I mean, even last when they, year when they have the player the of the year, they're bringing him back. You don't like it. But we talked about even at the in the last year saying that like this team has flaws. This team has flaws. Not only do they have flaws, they got ran like they got ran out of the gym in the first round. And it's I, that's where I get nervous. I'm, I, I guess I fell into the Big Ten trap last year, being like this is really good basketball, really good basketball. I'm, I'm hesitant to do it this year, and maybe that's where I'm playing devil's advocate right now. Yeah, you'll get there by January. You'll figure. It out. <laughs> I know that's the worst part. And then come March, I'll be like, "Why did I do this again? I knew this was going to happen. I knew they <laughs> were going to have. I knew they were going to have all 14 teams in there, and then all 14 will get beat in the first and second round." Uh, I think one of those teams uh, gets the elite eight at okay. minimum. Uh, it's hard to get two teams. It's hard to get two in like a. Yeah. Um, like there's always like the Big East ends up getting three or like the Big Twelve, but it, it's tough to get a ton of you guys from your conference into the Elite Eight. It is difficult. Um, and then rounding out, you have Duke, great recruiting class. Uh, Coach Shire, it's kind of clicking a little bit now. It'll feel like this is where I feel like it's the first like full Shire thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is now like Shire's program. Like last year was like, oh, like it's just kind of the passing down from Coach K. But now it's officially this is all Shire. This is his thing. Kansas number one, I think between one through, I'll even give it to like FAU at ten. You could make the argument for like them being in the top four, like the number one team. Like there's when you look at the voting, like UConn is six, and they still receive two votes to be number one. Yeah, yeah. 
So when you get up to like Kansas stuff, like I know Kansas is really good. Hunter Dickinson, like uh, they've won national championships recently. Like obviously they're going to be in the top five. Like who is surprised by Kansas being number one? No, no, you got tons of talent. Yeah. Um. But ultimately, like I think Kansas is still going to be up there in the Big Twelve. Duke is probably going to win the ACC. Everyone's saying it's Duke's year. I refuse to accept that. <laughs> I refuse to accept that it's Duke's year. Someone will slay the dragon. It will happen eventually. I don't know when it's going to happen. Hopefully soon. But I don't know when. Uh, do you guys have anything Duke and Kansas? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. I don't like to say it. Duke's got really good talent. I do like John Shire as a coach. I thought the way that he kind of put the pieces together last year and kind of like, all right, let's ride, like weather the storm, let's get rolling. Um, and then just seeing him recruit at the level that he's doing, you know, not only with this team, but moving into next year, getting uh, Cooper flagged. Um, they're, they're not going to miss a beat. Um, and you, 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 as much as kind of we can, you like or dislike or whatever you feel about Duke, you know, every once in a while that run is coming. Um, and you're right, they got enough talent to do it this year. Kansas, absolutely loaded. I mean, there's no doubt that that's the most talented team in the country. Um, Hunter Dickinson is probably going to fit, it's probably going to work out, and that'll be a final four team. Yeah. Other weird storylines, though. Um, West Virginia, Coach Huggins still is claiming to be the coach. Oh, he's still claiming. Oh, I, I didn't that. see that. <laughs> uh, well, that that was like from three months ago. And then oh. they just never really checked back in on it. Is he going to be the head coach <laughs> opening night? Is he? Did oh, he is that a that serious question? Week? No, he's gone. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I hate, I, I'm a, I like Huggy Bear, but something like he hadn't, yeah, hadn't been a good book the past year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, it's it's a tough one for tough situation for for uh, Coach Huggins right now. Uh, College of Charleston, I'm hoping they do it again this year. They're going to be. They always do something crazy during Thanksgiving week. Uh, the Maui, though, I do want to. I just want to name names for the Maui because of how awesome it is. Uh, it's Tennessee, Syracuse, Purdue, Gonzaga, Kansas, UCLA, Marquette, and a school called Chaminade. The host. So I I cannot wait for the Maui. I'm going to watch every single game. It's going to be awesome. A little weird. Kansas gets uh, the easy draw of Chaminade, but we're not going to get too mad about it. But (laughs) I would love to, like, if Syracuse comes out and wins the the Maui, first-year new coach, that's going to be – I I, I might put Syracuse in the final four if they do. Ooh, okay. All right. If they win the Maui. Even if they win – even if it gets to the Maui championship. Okay. I I cannot wait to overreact to Syracuse in the Maui. Or if they lose – I'm going to be, if they don't win a game at the Maui, I'm going to be like, they might win five games this year. Although their losses are Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Marquette. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, uh, could be interesting. Well, Friday, November 10th, great games. You have Arizona at Duke, Tennessee at Wisconsin, Texas and at Ohio State. Should be all good. Uh, Iowa. I don't know what Iowa basketball is going to be this year. This is our first year in a while where we don't have like a potential first team All-American or like a potential player of the year. On our team, mm-hmm. like we've been really lucky for like five to six years now. We've had Luca and the Murray twins. Now it's like I have no clue what this team is. Like, I, is Fran even going to be here next year? I have no idea what to expect. Uh, I'm sure they're going to find a way to make the tournament. They seem to always do, even when Iowa's like preseason ranked really low, they find a way to just shoot a million threes and score 100 points a game. And like they end up winning going like 22 and 10 or like 20 and 10 or whatever it is. Uh, so I, I'm still optimistic on Iowa. Like, I think we'll have a lot of good wins, but I think. Like if it's Iowa basketball, we'll probably have a lot of losses, uh, like embarrassing losses too. Uh, so I'm not really sure what it's going to be. It's a really young team, so it might be a big like future is bright season. But I I have no clue what to expect anymore from these guys. 
I don't know. What, what's I, your I just, prediction in the Big Ten? Like who wins? No, no, no. What like where are you where are y'all projected preseason? I, I mean, uh, it's double digits. Like, uh, I think I saw like twelve. I've seen ten. It kind of depends on what you're looking at. But I think we're we're gonna end up being like I think Fran is finished in the top six. It's like twelve of thirteen years in terms of records. So like I think uh we'll end up climbing back up there for sure. Like Fran, Fran's offense just worked too well to lose that many games. No. But and then too, like you have games where we go super cold and we can't make a three, and then it's we're in big trouble. So I I'm optimistic about Iowa. I think we're gonna be better than people think, but I don't know if this is like the team to get Fran into the Sweet Sixteen. I'm not sure. And I and I really I'm not sure if Fran's even gonna be the coach next year. I wouldn't be surprised if he mm. leaves. His kids uh are all gonna be graduated by then. His younger son decided that he uh he wants to go to school different than Iowa. I don't really know what to believe uh with Fran anymore. I don't know. I do not know, George. I do not I'm know. Sorry. Uh, that is our college basketball preview. Do you guys have anything we missed? No, that was so. good. That was a good season. Yeah. yeah, that was good stuff. I'm excited. I'm so pumped up. I love college hoops. We'll be back on Monday. We'll see you then.